0: ian hello dave uh and we did it again we did it again dave we tricked someone into coming onto our dumb little show yes uh, we have it's uh it's chris rosales uh who is an author and photographer uh for car bibles which is a great uh sort of newish website on the scene uh and we're so excited to have you
1: hey guys nice to be here like super excited <laughs> It's our first <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> I can't believe it.
2: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no. Um, so, well, we, thank you, and we're sorry
1: for that. Y- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be dope. This is going to be an excellent show. I'm excited. <laughs> All right.
0: Um. So you kind of came to our attention because you uh you published this really great article uh maybe a week or so ago um called Let Us Have Our Car Culture and it's uh it's on Car Bibles um and it it talks about a specific instance of, um, of kind of culture clash uh, in Austin, Texas um, between uh, some low, a low rider, uh, uh, car show and some of the new residents that are living in, in Austin. And right. um, it touches on all these really cool themes that Dave and I have talked about a lot on the show. And so we're super excited to dive into this. Um, and I just want to, before, before I, have you talk about um kind of the the genesis of this article and and kind of what you were trying to do with it I just want to say that you know gentrification is something that I think a lot about living really close to downtown Denver as I do um and having lived in urban uh sort of centers my whole adult life despite having grown up in the suburbs um it's something that's always sort of at the front of my mind and obviously car culture is too. And I, I had never seen that connection made so explicitly before. Uh, so I just really appreciate that because it kind of like set off all these other sort of tangents for me of like other ways that you could kind of approach that comparison. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just really appreciated that in general.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a culture clash. It's been a long time coming, right? People, especially with car culture, because it's so, it's so rampunctious it's so in your face especially with you know giant 70s 60s slabs running around you know dragon sparks doing right. fun stuff you know what i mean it's it's such a culture clash and it's every time you get on the road you're imposing yourself upon the world you're you're threatening the world with your energy with your car you know what i mean whatever you're driving like in my GTI i'm like and i have a Take, I'm just going, I'm just, you know, making turbo noises everywhere. Same thing with low riders, same thing with everyone else. It's your car culture is part of general culture. Uh, people love cars, everyone uses cars. Uh, people right. hate cars, even for the matter. Um, where it gets really interesting is when certain kinds of cars get associated with cultures. And for example, here is low riders, and people associate low riders with Chicano culture very explicitly it's Chicano culture from East Los Angeles, um, which is Mexican Americans, uh, first generation, generally Mexican Americans though by now there's like second, third, fourth generation Chicanos in Los Angeles. And in Austin, right? We have this article by Texas monthly where you have these, this lowrider show that's been going on for decades since the nineties, uh, eighties, even probably. Um, and you have these new residents in this, you know, shiny new apartment building, you know, all nice luxury homes, luxury condos, uh, you know, air quotes around that. Um, and you have this gathering of people who love their cars, who love their family, who love their culture uh, being looked down upon by these, the residents of this building. And that's one thing, you know, if you hate the noise and all that stuff. What really set me off was when I was reading the quotes from uh, one particular resident i forget if she's named or not where she says oh it's so clear that they're selling drugs there and that's just such a a dog whistle it's it's insane how how that actually like me like it like triggered me it was so interesting it was i was just like i was unbelievable how that made me feel where it's just they look at a certain kind of car and a certain kind of person, they automatically assume bad things must be happening.
0: Well, right. and I, I just want to point out too that like, uh, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just wanted to read the quote because I think the quote oh, is for, is really I'm telling, really right? Like the, yeah. the the phrasing of it is really telling because it wasn't mm-hmm. like she presented some sort of like Oh, I saw this and this happen, and so I think there might be drugs happening. No,
1: there. the, the phrasing is unbelievable. Yeah, no, you re, read it out. It's, it's the, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. The phrasing is you can't tell me drugs aren't being distributed over there. Right. The she huffed. The brazenness of it all just kills me. Right.
1: It's what so it's just reading that. Ah, even now it just that was the line I read that took my breath away and yeah. made me want to write about it and maybe want to write about it. And maybe like realize it's been so many years of me going to car shows you know as a young enthusiast who my parents weren't into cars i was teaching myself with primarily video games but every time i got right. to like see a car show or people who thought i was a car knew i was a car guy and they weren't that really car people. As they were being nice and like to go to this car show i go to this boomer ass car show with a bunch of hot rods and stuff right. which is right. cool you know all respect all respect i love right. it it's just that when I roll up and I get those eyeballs on me and I get that look and I get that certain feeling in the air of like, what is this kid doing here? Um, And that triggered such just a breathtaking response for me that I'm just like, I need to, I need to get this out. It's just such a thing I've been brewing on. It's just, it's exactly the same thing we're talking about. It's the intersection of car culture and and actual culture and gentrification and how that's going to affect us moving forward. And it is, I mean, it already, it already has been. Even, even amongst non, you know, Latino or even Black car culture, it's just when you have gentrifiers right. rolling in, they said we don't want cars anymore. We don't want loud GT3s or stuff like that. It's it's happening kind of everywhere.
2: I I think that like one of the ways that this typically goes wrong, in addition to like the the person reacting like this lady did, where she said, "You can't tell me." That there aren't drugs over there right like that like mm-hmm. it just where she's basically saying like i see black and brown people and i associate them with crime and bad with, things with, with right? crime
1: and bad things right
2: right that, right so like in addition to that whole like insane awful dog whistle shit that happens right and just I, telling
0: on yourself right exactly right, yeah right? Like, look at
1: me i'm racist like, right
2: right yeah yeah they have the dog whistle and they're also blowing a real whistle that is them being racist right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so besides that i think it's also coupled with a person's like sense of entitlement right oh, oh
1: right yeah yeah
2: and, yeah and so like where um like if you kind of look at the difference between Adding diversity to a neighborhood, which is fantastic, right? Amazing things come out of that, right? Versus like the negative aspects that are, that come with gentrification. When somebody enters a neighborhood that they are, when they are increasing the diversity of it, right? Whether it's. White to black, brown, what like however this triangulates, right? <laughs> um, but they bring some entitlement where they say like, now that I'm here, this neighborhood can't look like that, right? right. And that that is another way that this goes completely wrong. And, I, and I'd like to call out that like when you, Chris went to the Boomer Auto show, you weren't you didn't have a sense of entitlement of only wanting to see the things that you thought you should see there. Right. You mm-hmm. took what mm-hmm. you saw and you were like, okay, you know, like I'm yeah, enjoying this, this cool, for what but, it is. Right. Right. And this Karen that's ranting about like seeing lowriders and, and letting her racism out, right? Um, like she has this entitlement of not seeing that stuff across
1: the street right. from her. Right. And I, I mean, mean I guess the easiest way to say that is it's is the colonizer mindset? Is it that? Like is it just Okay, you know, yeah. You go in and you occupy. And right. you, instead of instead of building a bridge, being part of a community, right, uh, which, is, which is a huge problem, which is a huge problem in gentrification, is that you have people coming in, they pay whatever money to rent or buy a condo there, and they're like, "Sick, this is all mine now." Instead of <laughs> right, and it it's uh, it reflects really heavily for me in the issue of homelessness, actually, especially yes. in Los Angeles, where you have four people dying, four homeless people dying a day in Los Angeles. Okay. It's unbelievable, the numbers. And the problem is you have all these people moving in to high-end housing in downtown or even just in satellite areas of downtown, Westside, Silver Lake, uh, Echo Park, Arts District, even East LA. Um, and they see homeless people in the street and they're just like, I just want this problem to go away. They don't reach out. They don't talk. They don't say hello, offer them a drink. You know what I mean? Whatever. They just say, I don't want to see this. Right. I don't I don't want to be a part of this. This is not my thing. Um
2: and yet low-cost housing can't be in my neighborhood. Like all of this right. NIMBY not in my backyard stuff, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Put put right. Section 8 somewhere else. Right. And Right. Even then if we're going to bring it straight forward to real big issues is that just recently there was a huge huge kerfuffle in Echo Park where they displaced a couple hundred homeless people via the use yeah. of 400 a small army of lapd which is like okay and you have Mitch farrell council member for that, that district saying that oh it was just there to help the transition to help uh to help move these people to uh housing and it's like right yeah so you need 400 cops and five helicopters to do that um and it's the same thing with this lady she sees that and she's like well let's 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 get these people out of here at all costs let's i don't want this here i don't want to see it i don't want to deal with it right. i don't want these these people here it's, right. it's it's similar sort of thing it's it's straight me behavior it's to right. boil it down to that um and it's just it's just yeah it's just absurd it's like like yeah well, you know
2: well i i i it's unfortunate that that kind of sequence of, of events had to happen but your article as a reaction to it is a positive addition to the dialogue of car culture and how it fits in culture as a whole. So that reaction is something that we're like, we're impressed by. And it's amazing. Like we're truly thankful that, that, that those kinds of contributions are made in response to that because it's powerful and it,
1: like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
2: It, yeah, no, it's it's a yeah. it's a great article. Every we suggest everyone read it. We're going to put it in the show notes, you know, and and we'll certainly. I think we've already tweeted a link out to it because it like there's there's oftentimes where the thoughts that like you know like the shower thoughts that we have in our heads, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> then then somebody comes along like you and just like fucking nails it, man. Like, just <laughs> yeah, just kidding. And we're like, oh, yeah, like they said it way better than we ever could. That's why they're a goddamn writer like, just, yeah. you know,
1: I mean, I am thankful to, you know, the entire team at, at Brookline, which is the company I work for uh, Car Bibles, which were sister site of the drive and that they gave me the latitude to write this kind of thing, because I could see when I was writing it, I was writing from the heart as just an individual. As a freelancer and I'm like not thinking much about like oh how does this look but they value real journalism there and they value sure. real uh, well this is more of an op-ed than journalism for being straight but they value you know the truth and yeah. the truth of and I spoke my truth here um, you absolutely did and yeah, and it's I'm a, just,
0: it's a, de- it's a delicate subject too. And there was yes, lots it, of it, places it, it, where you, you had a lot of opportunities to step on a landmine and you're you right. not to. So that was really good.
1: Yeah, no, that was, I was a little worried about that. Uh, especially the bit where I was getting back to the, to the stepping into the white car show thing, the boomer car show. It's like, that's where I particularly felt like oh, I might get in real trouble here if people are like, Oh, so hot rods are a problem for you, but not low riders. It's right. like, you right. know, um, Right.
0: All, all car shows matter. Right?
1: <laughs> all, yeah, yeah, just all lives matter, right? Yeah, exactly. We need we need another Malibu, cars and coffee, or we need more air cooled Porsches. Uh, right. It's that thing, right? It's that thing where my I feel like for a lot of my car enthusiast life, I've been struggling um, with being my own enthusiast and not being someone else's enthusiast. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it's the things yeah. I like are the things I like, and. And somehow a lot of the time it doesn't line up, I guess. I don't know. And it's also, I kind of don't enjoy how we must like a thing and not just like all things. You know what I mean? Like for someone who likes GT3s, they can't like low riders, that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like, we could like both, you know, not all cars have to corner. Not all cars have to be fast. Not all cars have to be luxurious. Not all cars have to be lightweight. It's just, they all exist and they're all pretty cool for the generally speaking.
2: Uh. (laughs) No, we we've always said like on the show, like we are track rats. Like that's what we love, what we do. We love karting, but like we fully support like off roaders and donks and like all the, like somebody that does it just for the lulls. Like, you know, like everybody doing it for their reason. Like, and then on top of that, like individuals that like normally wouldn't associate themselves as like car enthusiasts, like, my my wife has never associated herself as a car enthusi- enthusiast, but she told me about amazing memories she had of driving her parents' VW Bugs. And her first car was like a Mustang, a 1965 Mustang, and like that's and pretty she, cool car. That's right, a- <laughs> and she's really picky about like the interior of her car and how it rides. It's like you are an enthusiast. You are like the enthusiast spectrum is not just like enthusiast for GT3. Oh yeah, enthusiast
1: for that, that, that's one of my right? favorite ones. It's it's like where if you can't do your oil change, you're not an enthusiast, which is horseshit. Right. It's like, dude, exactly. you can be an enthusiast in so many ways. It's all these bullshit qualifiers to be an right. enthusiast. It, it's yeah. It's it's like, come on, guys. Like seriously, and right. it's the main thing that keeps you know women, people of color, out of it, and it, uh, that people use to disqual people. You know, people use to disqualify uh, right. uh, yeah. certain groups of people. Right. Um. And it's like, come on. Like if you, if you, dude, if you look at a car and it makes you feel something, you're an enthusiast. Like right. you like cars. right? Um,
0: yeah. It, it, know, like, th- this is something we talk about a lot, like in the context of like online car culture, especially like mm-hmm. the car forums, like, Oh the, yeah. The, the nonsense, <laughs> like gatekeeping stuff, uh, that happens yeah. in like, car forums. And being a fellow Volkswagen owner, I know that you are mm-hmm. familiar with the, the lovely, uh, utopia that is vw vortex
1: oh uh, god <laughs> don't get me started dude. even even worse are the vagcom forums the uh, the vcds yeah. forums dude it's just like you don't know how to code a mark 60 ec1 abs module you're not <laughs> a real volkswagen guy it's like yeah. <laughs> dude I'm, I'm asking for your help <laughs> come on <laughs> it's like, and especially part of my job at car bibles is doing the actual car bible which is compiling huge yeah. of information about a certain car and i've done i've done five i've done a wrx should be dropping tomorrow with tomorrow oh, awesome. which is a, april 9th gdwx which is blah by well bug eye blah by hawkeye
0: um, R- all right your mentions by the way for the <laughs> yeah model. i know where
1: once the wrx kids get involved oh my god and i have such a <laughs> such a secret love for subarus i i no reason for it other than i just i just think they're wonderful but anyways part of my job at car bibles we'll get to that later because i want to talk about subarus but part of my job at car bibles is compiling all this info from forums and it's such an interesting way to to see how car cultures evolved from like 2005 to present um, right. And, right and you just see and it. i mean i guess it hasn't evolved much besides moving to facebook in a lot of ways because you still have dudes who say things with enough authority and enough punctuation <laughs> that they're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, and that, that kind of thing, it's like, this is totally incorrect guys. You don't, you don't fill up your oil until it comes out of the top, you know, <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing. Uh, but I'm not sure how we got on the tangent, but yeah, that's, that's, a uh, it's qualifiers. That's the thing. It's, um, right. the well, I mean, I, I, yeah.
0: honestly, like the internet culture piece of it does, sort of circle back to all of this and how Mm -hmm. uh because because the the larger culture is going through this same moment of uh we're having like this radical democratization of all of these subcultures and they're all like There's like big uh, fights within like the knitting community over. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like legit uh, like online beef in the the
1: great schism of knitting. Yeah, Yeah. no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There was a Um, a fabric artist that we saw on Twitter that was that was talking about how other people in her knitting group or fabric artist group were trying to dictate that she shouldn't be doing politically themed fabric arts. Like,
1: oh, my God right it's that it's that you know what that is you know what that is it's people comment on various journeys you know johnny lieberman people comment on johnny lieberman's instagram and they're like keep the politics out of it man it's like what then what else like come on like we're just it's just it speaks to such a privileged position that you could say that keep the politics out of it it's like dude for me i can't keep the politics out of it it's everything the the policy everything it's affected me my whole life like right come on like well, it's, and that, what's, what's
0: what's frust, what's really frustrating about that is that yes, that is a privileged position, but it's also a dumb one because it, because, it, it, because whether they know it or not, those things are affecting them. Like that right. putting exactly. gasoline in your car in twenty twenty one is a political decision at this point, right? Like right, yeah. Like everything you do is is connected to like you said, you're inflicting yourself on wherever you are. Yes, you're um, you're
1: exacting your wrath upon the on the on the road, right. which is the I way mean, I like to think my driving. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I would I think for good or bad, I think people can contribute positively to their surroundings as well. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, I, I I just think it's like a blatant, like head in the sand right. way to go through it, the world. It is.
1: And if, I mean, if we're if we're for speaking uh, on the macro level, a lot of people just have their head in their sand. The head in sand. It's just. It, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so it's so it just it, it really bugs me. I'm just like uh, just how do you not have the thirst for knowledge and the thirst for knowing and the thirst for right. you know approaching someone and just talking to them and just like right. and just wanting to know somebody. Like it's one of my favorite things in the world is just going up to someone and talk to them. Like uh, I go to this thing called Goodbyes Breakfast Club every Friday on his Crest, and there's always some dude with a random cool car, like there's a dude with like an Audi 80. But with like a four cylinder, like EA, what is it? The EA823? Someone's going to crucify me. I don't know that the the 1.8 liter.
0: You're you're on the podcast, sir.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just talking to the guy who's super cool. And then he tells me like, yo, I have an E30, E39 M5 at home. And I'm like, this guy's super dope. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's like the beauty of it. And then you have some car guys who just stand around their circle and they're like, and they're sitting there like, is your your golf tuned, bro? I'm going to gap you. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, it's just (laughs) like, uh, ah, please cut it out. Like it's, it's, it's not cool. It's not okay. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, Right. The world, unfortunately, has no shortage of assholes, right? They all have to go somewhere right. on the weekend, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a, yeah, it's. Yeah. But it's there's just, good folks out a, there, right? You know?
1: There is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. There's.
2: Yeah.
1: Cars are such. That's something I touched on in the actual article. Which I, I love how it just segues into that. It, cars are a powerful powerful vector yes. for, for, for gathering and for knowing people and, and making friends and doing things it's, you know yeah. a car a car is a car is a powerful tool and it, on its own has its own sort of you know existence its own being you know it, its own story and it can take you places but you also experience the thing with the car and that's yeah. been my primary love with all yeah. of the 12 cars i've owned is that i remember them for the things i did with them i don't really the machine itself is like whatever. Okay, it's, it's a machine. But it's more about the things you do with it. And,
2: Absolutely.
1: And and where you take it. And it's like, oh, even if the golf, even if I sell the golf tomorrow, I'll always be remembering I took it to San Francisco last weekend. That was super dope. I was a big fan of that. Like, you know what I mean? Or I remember with the spec B, I remember uh, I used to have a super legacy spec B. I remember I was yelling at Yimmy Sport because the thing was just not running right. And I'm just like, I was so frustrated. I'm like, are you telling me an O2 sensor means that this thing knocks its brains out? Like, that makes no sense. Please get this thing out of my face, which is a negative memory, but still a memory. You know, I, yeah. still, I still remember it. And, it's, and my, my Outback, I just bought an Outback like two weeks ago. It exploded immediately. It was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I bought it because uh, it's a flat six
2: oh yeah the whole, point, uh-huh.
1: the, whole, the whole point of my article series in that was going to be like I bought the cheapest flat 6 in America and it's not an I-11 it's a $4,000 flat 6 Outback super yeah. dope and okay. I bought it under the condition that it wasn't an EJ Subaru and it wouldn't explode the first oh, thing it does is blow its no. head gaskets blow its head gaskets sky high <laughs> stop like, the presses <laughs> you're saying
0: that a Subaru blew a head gasket
1: right no dude here's the thing with the flat 6 is I thought they solved that it's like, it's like they engineered <laughs> the engine in 2000. Like they didn't solve this problem. Are you kidding me? And it's, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent of my own. No, cars there. <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. no. Um, uh, all right. Uh, so I want to bring
0: it back to gentrification for just a second because
1: yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And I, I just need you to stick with me for this. This is one of those shower thoughts okay. that I had where you got it, you it's, got it. it's meandering, and I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. okay. So th- after I read your article, I was kind of like stewing on it for a few days, and and I was like, "There's something else there about gentrification and and car culture," and I and I think it's it's that like gentrification is such a to- fraught topic because you're really kind of like trying to decide between like what Dave was talking about, about the, like that entitlement of or how you put it, like the colonizer mindset of like arriving Mm -hmm. someplace and making demands. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, like all basically good things that we have in our life are because two cultures interacted and they did something better. Right? Like, right. Italian food or, uh, like, all music, right? Like, it's all, I right, take, I'm yeah. going to take this idea, and I'm going to put this spin on it, and then someone else is going to take it back and change it in another way. Like, mm-hmm. that sort of cultural exchange is, like, super important. Yes. And I think with urbanization, we're at this moment where there's, like, a struggle there, right? Where, like, mm-hmm. how do you preserve the things that you liked about, like, wh- why did you move to downtown wherever, cause it's happening all over the world. Right. And why are you changing it once you get there? Like, you know, what, how do you preserve the thing that you like and make it better or invest in it without destroying it? Um, and I think car mm-hmm. culture is definitely at that crossroads like right now because, mm-hmm. because we are seeing increased urbanization and we are, trying to address climate change. Like how do you, how do we preserve the good parts of car culture that we've been talking about this whole show?
1: Right. Right.
0: But also broaden it to other people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, satisfy the demands of these, this new urban class that rightfully wants us to be more carbon neutral
1: and rightfully wants right. safer cities and all these other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I feel like that's as complicated a question as answering why do you show up somewhere and make demands that is you have no claim to it's like because for my experience with it is that for me my generation of car for me you ever listen to bill burr's podcast it's hilarious sorry (laughs) um (laughs) um, my experience with cars has been a reclamation experience i I've, i've reclaimed cars from what my parents experienced as which my parents are uh they immigrated here in the 80s um and for them it was essential lifeline they needed they needed transportation at all costs it's it wasn't about you know it wasn't about the sex the power of anything about a car it wasn't about it wasn't about the status at the time um it was just about getting to work it's just about making it work
2: right right um, utilitarian Then
1: i came he's well, utilitarian exactly and Especially in the time I've spent in Central America, which is a couple couple years, like go back and forth to visit family. Over there, they just make it work. They just get what they need, and there is no like I, El Salvador has some car culture. It's really interesting, actually. They have a little little subset of people who modify their cars, and there's one guy who's like an insane nine hundred six, uh, but that kind of thing. But like Nicaragua stuff stuff like that. It's just it's all you just see diesel trucks everywhere. Um, for me, it was a reclamation of what cars meant. Because it wasn't until mid-2000s that my dad bought an E39 528i. And that's when I realized that I'm like, cars could be something more than something to be used. Uh, And something that wasn't just in my screen, because I played video games my whole life. I was playing like Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed. And I always loved cars, but I just, I was always, always told my parents, like, cars are just, you know, you just go back and forth with them. And... There's still that change happening. There's still a lot of people who are reclaiming cars or aren't, you know, who are still using cars as their lifeline. And I right. think that problem has been exacerbated since yes. the financial crisis, since 2008. Because right. now we have a lot of people in negative equity in their cars doing rideshare or working minimum wage. And these are the jobs that are the most brutal things to work at. Like you if you don't if you miss one day, you're fired. You know, if right. you're late, you're fired. Right. All this kind of stuff. And you get into this really nasty cycle of oh, I need a car to get to work. I can't afford the car cash. I finance a car. Oh but, but then if I can't get to work or if I have, you know, like anyone else, can't There's like some days you just can't get to work. And you have these people who are trapped by their cars. Right. And it's it's an, it's a it's a cycle. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really concerning cycle to me. And it's, well, and, and I, it goes back, I, sorry, go, go for it. go for
0: it. Well, I, I was just going to say that that point right there of like the, <laughs> the context of the moment we're in and how it affects <laughs> car culture and people's path into enthusiasm. Um, right. you know, that kind of goes back to our conversation that we were having earlier about how there's like this certain subset of people who are like cars are escapism and keep the politics out of cars. But even so, right. you know, like, for the most part, part, like old school hot rod culture that those people are sort of like kind of have nostalgia for, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, that was born because of a political reality of and an economic reality of people coming home post war to yes. a lot of prosperity, right? Yes. Um, and that would not have existed if it were 10 years after a financial crisis,
1: you know? Right, exactly. And i think i mean people are struggling more than ever now especially after i mean where apparently we're at the tail end of pandemic i don't know <laughs> you know i don't know how much longer it could go right. um, and it's people are only struggling more people are, they're they're in the same cycle as they ever were it's it's uh it, it just it, it concerns me day by day it's again back to the escapism point it's that there's a certain amount of guilt i have just having my my car as something more than more than just transportation more than just a tool and i i feel a certain amount of like i do i really deserve this you know do i really deserve to sure. just have a car for fun um and that kind of, and that kind of thing and it's something i struggle with as first generation kind of uh enthusiast i guess in my family as and, be- be- and i guess the answer to this problem was always public transport right <laughs> the, the ship is sailed the right. ship is sailed um and that that's like the real concerning thing is like, how are we going to, how are we going to dig our way out? And that's a really complicated uh, answer <laughs> to a question. Yeah. I,
0: I will say, I, I, I do want to say though, that I think that, you know, I, I, I think the argument for uh, cars being a political reality and also escapism at the same time is that if they're not escapism, then why is it worth fighting over them politically. Right. Like, right. You, you, I think you have to allow yourself those. Moments enjoy of, them. Yeah. You, you have to, right. otherwise, otherwise what's the point? Like why? It, it,
1: exactly. And I, I agree as much as I have that guilt, I still, you know, some of the greatest moments I have with myself is just in a car sunset yeah. somewhere. You know, I yeah. have Marvin, Marvin Gaye on the radio right. listening to right in the middle of what's going on. And I'm just, Free. I'm just there. So, and and that's the part of that romance with cars that's so important, and that's kind of lost uh, for new car buyers or for a lot of people. Sure. I'm not going to say that young people hate cars. Young people love cars. Car culture is bigger than ever. There's so many young people in in whatever car they chose. You know, they couldn't afford. Car culture is as strong as ever. But yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to articulate. Sorry. Go for it. Go for it, Dave.
2: So when. when you talk about that kind of like potential guilt or those like feelings of like introspection as to like where you fit like taking in the full spectrum of like what it is to be a car owner, like what it takes what has gotten you to that point, right? That introspection that you have, like I I, I want you to I want you to remember that like the mere fact that you have that introspection and that you're thinking about those kinds of things as part of that entire spectrum of things. That's the kind of thing that I think makes a model, like a model enthusiast or a truly good contributor to car culture and to culture as a whole. Right. Because Uh would you rather, would you want to be the person that like that drives down the road, listening to Marvin Gaye, like, and just has no perspective on any of the things that happened to get them there? Or do you want to know about that stew, like, and that stuff that, like, I think it allows you a deeper appreciation of those things that that you have and that we can enjoy, right? Absolutely. Like, that introspection, I I feel in individuals, that introspection is is an indication of a good person. Like, I mean, you know, like. Just to kind of like <laughs>
1: why, just, why, why, just, thank you, Dave. <laughs> well, no, just, just broad strokes,
2: right? Like it, it's something like right. I, I talk about a lot, right? Like because I think that we've seen people, we've crossed paths with people in our lives that have no fucking introspection whatsoever. Yeah,
1: they're not. It's not. I It's right? kind of. I call it a lack of thoughtfulness. You know, right. what I mean, it's right. Not and, appreciating the moment. It, you know. Right.
2: It's, and sometimes those people are harmless. Sometimes they're not right well like Mm
0: -hmm. i mean like the lady from the article right like yeah the lady
1: from the article is harmful that's toxic right yeah
2: yeah. right but having that introspection is something that i i think is really powerful and i i like that we identify that in in ourselves and each other like that is that is a really important thing
1: right yeah Yeah. it's just i just find it incredible i think i said this earlier it's just that someone can just wake up one day and they just plop into existence and they just are <laughs> Yeah, they don't think about what's happened. And it's, right for, for me that that guilt always comes back to thinking about the many knee points in my parents right. lives and my lives where i probably wouldn't be in this house or have my car or have any of this stuff i could be a very different person at any right. at any given right. moment you know it's 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 that it's it's just the uh it's the wonder. It's it's just being. It's being floored by life and how unbelievable it is right. that you know that we all ex- come to exist in this way. Right. Uh, it, it adds That's super meta. Yeah. But- <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I, I think exactly. it's, it,
0: it's it's important that I think we kind of as car enthusiasts and also just people in the world kind of like call out uncuriosity when we see it. Right. Like if you. are mm-hmm. And, and I think it's it's bad. And I think that one thing that we always talk about on the show is like kind of when we see issues in the larger culture, chances are it's probably happening in car culture, too. So we as enthusiasts yeah. have the responsibility to kind of like clean our own house first. Yeah. And and I think there we know people. Um, as car enthusiasts that are only interested in cars like it's their whole
1: personality that's yeah, that, that, dude, that scares me man <laughs> yeah. right
0: and that's not healthy either it's not,
1: that's yeah. not good right.
0: for the hobby it's not good for the culture around them
1: right it's like that scares the shit out of me when I meet someone who's like <laughs> entire identity is I have this X car right and like this X car is me and if I don't have this X car I am nothing and it's like then we're just getting into some weird consumerist, post-capitalist, like <laughs> your identity, right. you're attaching your entire self-worth to an object, a machine. Right. And it's, I just think it's important that we all—it's—it's—that's it, it's, it's, goes back to cars as escapism. It's that we recognize that cars are a machine to escape, but we have to recognize, you know, why we need this escape. Right. Why? Well, are what, here, we, yeah. what, right. what are we
0: escaping from? Yeah. What are
1: we escaping from? exactly and, and and for me driving a car is meditative i do yeah. i drive a car i'm, I'm meditating i'm i'm yeah. just vibing i'm just driving you know what i mean and, and like i'm having a good time so in the canyons of course when i'm on the track it's focused it's just it's, well even then i kind of just get into a zen just right you can't think about
2: driving. other stuff right
1: right exactly and that, that that's super important and it's i don't know it's just one of the beauties of motoring of machine of machinery and then, but I still, when I have that moment, when I feel it, when I get to that point, I still can't think, but like, but what about, you know, what's going on in the real world? Right. You know, but what right. about like, what, what, what is the cost of my pleasure? What is the cost of what I'm enjoying right now? You know, what, what's the damage and it's maybe, maybe it's not a great thing to think about and have a mindset of, but it's something I struggle with. It's something sure. I struggle with for sure. Yeah. Um, and especially with that, where you have, me i'm vibing in the mountains and then you have someone someone somewhere else getting bothered by some cops about what's on their car right uh right. You know, and that that kind of thing and well even me when i get bothered in the mountains by the cops which has happened <laughs> just allegedly, <recently>. allegedly <laughs> yeah allegedly i guess i'll we'll tell the story now it's allegedly i was speeding in the mountains um not very much if i do say so myself and i got <laughs> pulled over um i got pulled over by a federal cop a federal forest ranger and I was he pulled up, he's like, You were doing this speed uh license registration, whatever. I put my key on the roof, all that crap. And after he asked for that, he stays there and he's like, also, I'm gonna need you to pop your hood because uh I, I see that you have a cob license plate frame. I have reason to believe that your car is illegally modified. And I just said, No, I'm not <laughs> popping my hood. Right. Why would I do that? And it's like, oh well, you know, I've, I've probable cause that you know you're doing your speeding and allegedly speeding uh, and you know, you have this cop license the car might not pass smog. And I'm like, the car passes smog. I don't think this is the problem. I'm, I just, just, you know, write me the ticket. Here's my stuff. And he's like, sir, I just need you to pop the hood. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. It was back and forth for like four minutes. And eventually it got to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to get out of the car. So he doesn't beat the shit out of me. Um, and he's like, go to the back of the car. And I didn't give him any consent. And he just goes in, pops the hood, um, looks around. And I'm just like, okay. And he looks under my hood and he tells me how my intake is legal. And I'm like, no, it isn't as a car. It's car legal. Why? It's not, it's not illegal. What are you talking about? i have the paperwork right here. And he points at various things in my engine bay Are what's wrong. And I continually tell him, no, this is how it's supposed to be. This is fine. Um, and he was wrong on all counts. And it just got to the point in the back and forth where he was just telling me about how I have this sticker that says no good racing. And I do does a little fun hang loose hand on it. And he's like, Oh, like you have a, sticker that says racing on your car, I mean, that means you're, you know, you're obviously doing illegal things up here. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean shit. Like, it's just self-expression. I can't express myself. Um, um, and that encounter was such a, a jarring way to bring me back to earth. It was, it was actually, it was just, it was, it, it, it ruined like the mood, my mood for the rest of my day. Cause it was, it was so strange to have this space where I feel safe, where I feel, right. you know, or I'm, or I'm, I'm comforted, you know, I'm, I'm on these roads i'm familiar and i feel like i won't be bothered
2: you're in the and middle suddenly, of therapy essentially at that point right
1: I, I, exactly meditating i'm in the middle yeah. of meditating i'm just yeah. i have song, songs in the radio and i get immediately jarred by imposing police presence right. and imposing police presence that seems to think that there's a lot of things going on in my car that really aren't right and see and wants to state ref me and that sort of contrast just happened after my article, which is incredible. Uh, life works in mysterious ways um, in reminding you uh, certain things, and it's just such a—it was such a jarring moment. And I was just like, it just—it terrifies me that, okay, I'm the guy in a stock-looking GTI, which is secretly worked, but not in the engine compartment in any way. Uh, stage one tune, which passes smog, and I'm getting bugged like this. Like I can only imagine the guy who has an actual cool car, you know, with an exhaust or something. And suddenly he has a huge problem and he's getting towed off the mountain because he has a a, a blow off valve or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 it's clashing. It's, it's cause there's that, there's that clash of, you know, gentrifiers car culture, that kind of thing. And then add the third thing of police being uh, an armed, uh, an armed arm of the state to exact these, the demands of the, the rich few. So you just have this, but feels like overwhelming pressure on a certain right. group of car enthusiasts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, In society, I'm, like those individuals like it bear the brunt worse than other people, and the same goes inside of car culture, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It goes it's it's one of my one of the most interesting examples I see is um I don't know if you guys have ever visited, visited LA, but Yeah the least policed areas have the most investment in like, I know we're going off cars here. Give me, just
2: no. it's all part of the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. It is
1: the least policed areas have the most built environment, the most environments that are designed for walking and, you know, just going out and, and being able to use the spaces as as a pedestrian. And there's barely any cops and the budget all goes into what they call built environments, which is like parks, uh, shop, like that kind of thing. And you go, That's like, let's call Beverly Hills West side, that sort of place in Los Angeles. And you go south to Englewood, uh, South Central, where I grew up in Southgate. You don't see a lot of built environments, but you see a lot of cops, you see cops all the time and you see where the scales went in terms of money, in terms of investment. And it's, it's, uh, it's so troubling to me that, you know, instead of, and the same thing with homelessness is that we spend all this money. On a certain part of of the city, that's like okay, but on the other part of the city, you know, we need cops to protect them, protect whatever. I don't know what you're protecting, honestly. What you're doing is is oppressing. uh, Honestly, it's just it's it's all it's all part of a big old concerning trend. It's that I'm articulating very poorly because it just so it's such it's so overwhelming for me to think about sometimes. Right. Right right
0: no i mean it totally is i mean my i asked you a question that took like five minutes so like yeah it's there's (laughs) so much like so many parts of society are like in this moment of conflict and Mm -hmm. to pretend that they're not related to each other at all just seems bizarre sometimes i
1: I mean everything's related it's that's the truth of the matter is that you can't Mm -hmm. I, i think that's a big problem with the head in the sand mentality is that you have people who think they can just have their one little thing right and not and it's just like, I'm sorry guys, but this is, this is the world, you know, right. we, and that's probably intrinsically American for us to believe that we can have our one thing and right. I, I really think for to have a functioning urban society at the very least, no, you're not rural, but urban society is. you need to have people who are, who realize that everything is everything, that your actions affect your neighbors and no matter what you do, it's everything you do affects your, your fellow person and we all live in the same place instead of just living in our one box, which for some reason, a lot of gentrifiers come in and just like, this is my box. This is how I want the entire (laughs) thing.
2: And it should be your box too,
0: right? And it should be
1: your box too.
3: Yeah.
0: And they build literal boxes.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's the
0: shape of all their houses.
1: Soulless boxes. And I'm just like, come on guys, (laughs) like stop, please stop. And it's like, it's just, it's the moving parts of it are so overwhelming that, You can only pick your little niche and that's what i picked with this piece is that i'm like i see a clear example of you know this this clash this is like one of the honestly this is like one of the first battles i've seen that is like really obviously yes this is a clash between gentrifiers and and, uh and car culture yeah no
0: it's fantastic
1: and it's like i wonder how this is going to progress is my thing i'm really hoping for a follow-up or i wonder if i could follow up on this and seeing how this is gonna move on if they're gonna break the show up with police or if they're gonna right. move? Just the show's gonna move. I don't know. Uh, it, it's so it's so interesting. It's just it's so so weird to me that there's a giant group of people who just want to move places and sanitize it. It's right, so right. weird because there's so much personality in a in an old city or in an old place. Yeah, why did you, you move, move there? In yeah why did you yeah you, you looked at the place and you want to move there and make everything a a, a, a frozen yogurt place or you know all this uh, vegan frozen yogurt much as i love <laughs> veganism i like that stuff's dope like keep on doing that it's just right. like right it's like <laughs> why are you gonna move somewhere and just make it where you came from that just makes yeah. no sense yeah it's the uh, anyways well, yeah
0: I, it, on that note i i have a we, we play a game on the show called fmk okay. cars uh, right, it's go. it's based on the classic game of fuck marry kill, except yes. it's cars instead of people because we're nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we usually do this with a twist. So basically, I'll give you three cars. You're gonna assign F M K. Uh, F means you drive it for a day. M okay. means it's your you're gonna marry. It. It's your new daily driver.
1: Right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And K means you're gonna kill. it. It's gonna go to the crusher.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Let's.
0: So and I like <laughs> I like to get absurd with my title. So My my title for this one is You Know What This Neighborhood Needs? Condos made of lots of ugly rectangles. Yeah, (laughs) put a gym on the ground floor with big windows. Everyone will hate it. All right. Cars with with a gentrification twist.
1: Oh, dude, this is going to be good stuff. Am I (laughs) going to see F30 320 (laughs) eyes? You're going to see where
0: this is going. All right. So the first one is a uh, 2021 dodge charger scat pack oh okay, okay. so the Are twist is me
1: all three and then i decide or yeah all three right. yeah. right.
0: okay um and i i'm gonna make up the rule right now uh, i did not write this down but based on the the screenshot that dave is just showing us now you have to keep the yellow uh thing on the
2: spot uh, uh, oh. I'm sorry Chris oh, I'm sorry just to, Chris. Un-
0: just to oh. unsweeten the pot just a little bit yeah um God. all right so you can live in any neighborhood you want but after you move in everyone in that neighborhood will also have a 2021 Dodge Charger scat pack in the same car <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right any neighborhood in the country you want but then as soon as you move in everyone will slowly replace their car to be exactly
1: like yours I mean, isn't, that sounds like an excellent reality, except for the yellow guards. But anyway, I don't, I mean, I, that's what I thought as I
0: was writing this. I was like, actually, it'd be kind of fun to just like yeah, just have V8s like, everywhere. yeah, it'd be like a, like a spec series. But then I remembered that I've seen other people drive and I was like, that's maybe not a great idea.
1: Yeah, um, unintended right. acceleration in that car would be, would be uh, <laughs> an unintended acceleration into a nearby lake.
0: <laughs> I, I will. I will say just as a, I could be being influenced by a personal experience that I had yesterday, mm-hmm. where I was, I was, I had dropped my kid off at school, and I was driving back home, and a guy came just out of an alley, like, like just had not touched the brakes or anything. Yes. just <laughs> caught air coming out of an alley and then just like looked at me and gave me a head nod like <laughs> like yeah i love it
3: uh, like thanks
0: bro for not being 10 feet in front of where you were like that you, yeah. you don't you I don't get that. to sup me
2: for not killing me like,
1: right you know, dude, I, dude i love i love the uh, dude i love the do anything wrong just sup no, yeah no. it's fine it's fine it's okay just stop it like
3: it's yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know, yeah what do we we've talked about on the show a lot is that uh my favorite reaction to road rage is uh uh to to blow a kiss and just <laughs> give one a of kiss? these like, a, like one of those yeah, yeah
1: that's a good one i do a, i do a thumbs down most of the time because i can put yeah. it out the window right. but uh yeah blowing kisses if they come up to me but like that's rare <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the first one, Dodge, Charger, Scat Pack. You can live in any neighborhood you want, but after you move in, everyone in that neighborhood will also have the same
3: car.
1: All right. Okay.
0: The second one is a 1997 Toyota Avalon.
1: Wow. What a machine. Yeah.
0: You have to live in a suburb, but you will have the only 1997 Toyota Avalon in the world. One of one.
1: One of one. Okay. Bring a trailer. Big time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 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 The last
0: one, 1965 (laughs) 1965, Chevy Impala modified. However you like, you must live in San Francisco, but as soon as you move in, your rent is paid for. Your rent is paid for. As soon as you move in, all small businesses are replaced with chains.
2: Ah, oh. <laughs> damn see this damn is, damn this, damn is it, dude. this is this is what why, makes why a good fmk cars
1: <laughs> dude did you, did you be checking my socials i've been fawning over san francisco and you do this to me san francisco is <laughs> yeah. amazing right, okay. yeah 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 jeez, uh, man okay all right so we got scat pack but yep. everyone has one in any neighborhood yep avalon but suburb and i'm one of one yep mm-hmm. An Impala, San Francisco, rent paid for, but no small business. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, this is hard. Could okay. could you
2: live your life eating Starbucks breakfast options? No, I mean
1: low key, low key. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Now yeah. Donuts, like, so we
2: can talk. Yeah, yeah.
1: Does have good food? I've never. I've only gotten like the Starbucks. Uh, I get their, their. Uh, what the hell is it prosciutto biscuit no not prosciutto prosciutto is meat it's some kind of udo cheese whatever it is um sure. it's gouda it's smoked gouda sandwich it's actually pretty solid maybe yeah. i'm a psycho for thinking that nope but like nope. try <laughs> anyways okay so fuck very kill these these three <laughs> things oh shit damn damn
2: yeah the this is, is a tough a wall-
1: one Here's a wild card is I'm just, I'm secretly the biggest Toyota fanboy on earth. I love Toyota. Okay. Okay. Love Toyota's dude. I just, I just adore them. It, uh, even Avalon is a great car. It, the not weird a, thing about it river.
2: is like how much you can get for it. Not being a Lexus and Lexus prices. It's like, it's insane. It's a yeah. it's, a mini. it's, it's insane.
1: A, Even like the, the XV 20 Camry, the, um, 2001. Yeah. So refined. It's so good. Anyways. Okay. Um, wow, this is going to be controversial, but I think I'm going to marry the Avalon, but live in a suburb. Okay. I think. Okay. I think I I can't kill small businesses. I can't kill small businesses. No, wait. No, wait. But Charger? Charger, but everyone has one. Do I care if everyone has one? I have a GTI. Everyone has one. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, remember, you also get one for, you can have one for a day. So you could have, you could run spec series for a day, or you could have a one of one for a day or something like that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but do I want to live in a suburb? I mean, I already, uh, what are we, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to make a decision. I'm, I'm talking like,
0: leave it to beaver suburb. Like not, yeah. not like near nur- or
2: urban neighborhood, like
1: suburb. Yeah, like actual fuck nowhere suburb. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, the place, the kind yeah. of place that makes you itchy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I might have to, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck the impala okay percent okay for one day for one That's
0: day great for okay. one day
1: I, yes. I think i think fucking the impala one day is a good vibe the yes. tough one here is the mary ah no no I'll, I'll do i'll marry the charger i'll marry okay. the charger cause, cause and that live means in I could, any neighborhood yeah that means i could live in like Marin or something <laughs> <Like> <laughs> something, something, something dope or i'll live in like uh where do i want i don't even know where i want to live like like, you guys, ever heard of Sunland? That place is dope. No. or like uh, or like East LA, dude. I love it up there. Like, it's just really so many dope viewpoints in like Lincoln Heights. But yeah, it, it would definitely. Be, I think I'm gonna marry the the Charger. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Avalon. You're that's okay. Today.
0: Yeah, you've erased the Avalon from the face of the planet. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: sorry, but it's it's okay. There's better Toyotas. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> there you that's
2: go. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. That's a good Thank one, Ian. That. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care if other people drive, Dude, I think more V8s. Okay, here's the great duality of the car enthusiast, right? Is that as much as I'm like global, like climate change is real, we need to burn right. less shit. V8s are excellent. And if everyone had a V8 around me in my neighborhood, that'd be good stuff, you know? Right. And, I, right. and it's like, uh, and you know, splitter protectors, whatever, fine. I'll deal with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> not gonna be a single tree in your neighborhood that doesn't have a charger in it.
1: Oh, dude, that sounds fabulous. That just means more clear space for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. more, more, cra- more crash chargers, please. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just knock it off with like a driveway or something. Just kill the bananas. Yeah. No, I would go one further. I would do like pink ones. Just yeah. like, just, just custom- customize it. Yeah. Just yeah. just own it. Own right? own the charger. Right. I, well, I love the backpack. idea too. Sh-
0: of like somebody who like comes to visit and is just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, like Stepford Wives. Charger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does everyone have the same color? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everyone has the same color, right? Yeah, that was part of it. God, what yeah. color would I choose? I would pick something like, I want to go for a yellow. Like, I love a good, do they sell those in yellow? I don't think they, do.
0: they do. I can't remember the name of it, but you can get them in a yellow. I'm almost positive. Yeah.
1: I know it's they like, have that just, obnoxious just,
0: green, too. That, like, neon green. That
1: neon. green is pretty good. That, that's, yeah. that's the thing I love about uh. SRTs, is they have such an excellent sense of humor yeah everything right like it's just yeah. like they kind of like the the last the last hurrah of what's great about just what i always i always thought mopar was so cool even in the 60s and 70s their little characters like the duster the roadrunner they're always the coolest american cars i ever saw i'm just like and i'm not like a huge american car guy but i'm like these are dope there's just yeah. fun it's like that's what it's about right it's about the yeah. fun of it
2: right yeah absolutely
1: um, yeah anyways yeah i'd probably i'd go for that yellow absolutely no uh no stripes no stripes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i like how you're like let's pull it back a yeah, yeah let's pull it there. it's yellow but no stripes we're good there i think that's a nice
2: there has know, to, to be a thing. line somewhere
1: right yeah, yeah. And i just i just i just want to pull that up to chris harris's 911 turing and be like same color yeah, you gotta <laughs> let, yeah, same thing you know? um it's hilarious nice.
2: <laughs> i think if i had the go. the spoiler you know splinter protectors I think I would put those pet boys eyelashes on them like
1: yeah, that'd yeah. be kind of hilarious yeah yeah. Kind of, I would do the garden edging lip kit. You ever seen oh, that? Oh like, no, you know, like, uh,
2: what's that?
1: Just, and, and street sweep it. It's just it's like straight up garden edging, but people like yes, it to the front of their cars or something. Like, like, Man. like, like sheet metal screw it. It's hilarious. I love. Yeah, it. It's yeah,
0: it's like a it's like the super like cheap air dam sort of thing of like getting right. that look yeah, of I like this, like the seventies um, ground effect cars, race cars. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. do that with uh, yeah gardening materials. It's pretty nice. Hilarious.
1: Yeah, nice. no, dude. It's, it's cheap. We're here for the cheap car mods. We're here yeah. for the cheap car mods. I yeah, if it.
2: you go to Home Depot as part of your car parts run, we're here. That's for That's good it. vibes. Yeah, yeah that's good
1: vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's excellent vibes. You want it? You want it, You want a flat under tray? Get some. Get some plywood. Yep.
2: <laughs> yep. I have. I have four <laughs> yeah. exposed sheet metal screws on my Vigan right now, so it's fine. Good stuff,
1: dude. It's yeah, fine. just sob, sob sob psychos. I love it, man. The only sob, dude. I'm i'm not i'm on the hunt because the outback the outback i'm pulling the engine and, yeah. uh, and uh i'm gonna be like the engine out myself but doing the actual head gaskets are insanely complicated because it's a timing chain flat six sure. um so uh my friends at yimmy sport are gonna do it for me for cheap well i'm gonna sit there and and fuck them up and screw around uh while they're doing it um so i'm putting it in and i'm gonna move the outback along once it's fixed which actually i should get it i should actually make some money on it since the head gasket's done. Nice. I'm, I, i'm on the hunt for a sabaru okay a yeah yeah
2: Maybe yeah the nine two arrow, man yeah
1: x Arrow. it's such a fabulous car it's not a sob you know at all right, it was just right. bob lutz saying what's a sob right.
3: <laughs> yeah it's a,
0: right it's, 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 it's i will say it's hard to find those unmodified or just not like just yeah. beat to shit
1: oh, dude yeah. i fucked up I fucked up two years ago when i was on the hunt for my spec b i test drove a blue arrow, 2005, so it was a two-liter, the one you want. Fuck two yeah. fives. J25s are garbage. Okay. And it was, it was just right. It was an honest car. So the, there's lots of dints and dents on sure. dinks and dents. Dents and dings on the body. <laughs> and, it, and it was a San Francisco car, which I've had incredible luck with San Francisco cars. I've I okay. bought a, a Civic from San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Anyways, and it was owned by a tech bro who's in, who's just rich, who's loaded, right? Um, and his friend was holding it from or whatever. And it was like full service records from new, like one owner, good miles, like 120,000 miles, like no, okay. no that car. And they wanted 4,500 bucks for it. And the only reason I didn't take it is because when I got home that night, I saw the spec B for sale for 7,500 bucks. And I'm okay. just like, oh, that's what I want. I want the spec B. I want the STI six speed in, in retrospect. In hindsight, hindsight's 2020. 20, I should have bought the Subaru. Shit about the Subaru. Would have been so much better. I like the,
0: the Spec B is a good car too, though. I mean, it's, I, it I, I'm is. not gonna, it's not like you like bought, you know,
1: I oh, know no, I, any I definitely, other car. The spec B is a great car that I think a lot of people who know me mistake me for hating it because I've had strong words about it in the past because mm. it is no fault of the car. It's just Subaru. It's just, you need to buy it and you need to immediately tune it or else it's going to miss Fired, paying its brains out because it's just <laughs> Um and it's like the six-speed and the clutch are one of the greatest gearbox and clutch combos I've ever experienced in my life. That STI six-speed is so fabulous; like almost nothing holds a candle to it. Just the mechanical feel of it, the throttle calibration—I love that. I love, I love that spec B. It just needed an STI rack desperately, and it needed better suspension desperately, and. I couldn't at the time, I couldn't afford to give it that because that was before I, that was before I, I'm now a, you know, a rich blogger. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that was before at least I was gainfully employed. Uh, right. So it's like, it's just, a, it's interesting looking back at my cars and uh, seeing what a little bit of money would have done because I was just running so right. much on a shoestring. Strange shoestring. It's incredible. But yeah, yeah. anyways sobs
2: well we we, we have a complicated relationship with subarus here in denver and like okay so in colorado they are everywhere it is it is like ian's scenario with the scat pack like Mm -hmm. it like if you had a subaru here you would have to spray paint your social security number on it in order to find it in the parking lot (laughs)
1: it's just a bunch of yeah I would freak because when I visit Lake Tahoe, it's just like Subarus. It's just, I was right. just like, yeah, yeah. like, Subarus are cool, but like, good Lord. Like, <laughs> right,
2: right. It's like people there are other cars. Like
0: It's actually a really good way to think about like Denver and Boulder. Like imagine they made a city out of Lake Tahoe and that's right. sort of what – Denver Boulder are <laughs> like
1: just uh, out, of, out of everything. It's, it's
0: yeah. Not, yeah. And I actually had a. I I used to live in Oklahoma. I lived in Oklahoma city and I, I, I had a Subaru there and I was the only person with a Subaru. That's
3: pretty uh, cool. And it was, it
0: have? was rad because every time it snowed, I would just go out and just do and donuts hot. in the middle of the intersection because yeah. like nobody else could drive in the snow and no one else had four wheel drive. So it was awesome. Uh, and then I know. moved here yeah. And I was like, I, I can't have a Subaru again.
1: God, I just, I love them, man. I just, I don't know. It's they're something great. about,
2: they're great. They're,
1: yeah. They're, they're charismatic. They're not, I, I'm going to be the last person. that Subaru's are good cars. They're great cars, but they're bad cars at the same time. They're yeah. like great and terrible, um, yeah. but they're charismatic is what they are. They're cool. some of the most like, charismatic things ever. Like I've, I've driven so, much. like the next, the next most charismatic thing I've driven is a Porsche three fifty six, and that's just like god, god tier. Like that's really? S level, wow, charisma. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I just I will, Subarus are cool, man. It's just they're massive flaming piles of shit when they want to be. Like they yeah, just, it, it's no. Just, that's it, like
2: all thing. good cars are simultaneously the best car and the worst car at the same time, right?
1: right. Like, yeah. yeah, that's dude, that's yeah. I struggle with the GTI. I'm just like it's too good. It hasn't let me down. It just oh. works.
2: Be careful what you fun. ask for. Yeah,
1: I know yeah. I have a big old wood desk here. I'm gonna knock on it three times. And, yeah. like, and I mean, I mean, I guess it has. I just, I just overlook its issues because, like, yeah, because it had the rear main seal leak. It's gone through three PCVs. It's gone through all that shit. Um, and it's just such a great car. I just get like, I just start like, I just start freaking out. I'm like, I need, I need pain. I need, right. I need something. Like, I need a different guy. That's why I bought an Outback, and I got immediate pain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? No, uh, like having something where like you start it and you get that thrill of like, Oh fuck. Thank God. It started.
1: Right. Like,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get that adrenaline hit and you get addicted to it. Right? That's
0: why I like to live with a serial killer. Cause that way I appreciate it when I wake
2: up in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh God. Another day, another night. I didn't get murdered.
1: <laughs> Coming up. I don't know if Andrew, Andrew Collins, my, my, my editor and fearless leader. Um, has edited it yet? You should edit it, Andrew, if you're listening. Um, about buyer's guilt. And he is not. He is not. Yeah, he's not listening. I'll, I'll get him to listen. But um, it's like buyer's guilt. I have a huge piece of buyer's guilt and how I get it every single time I buy a car. And mm-hmm. I got it real bad at the Outback because here's the story at the Outback. It's been a. It was a real roller coaster. Okay, I bought it from a dealership, which I've never done. It was like a. Oh, it was like a okay. small dealer. They had like an E46 M3 in the showroom on LMs and like a bunch of cool shit i'm like okay i can maybe trust this person ish not really um it's still a dealer i bought it and i was driving it home from like i live in uh i live up north north of la and this is like an east like the inland empire okay so it's like an hour and a half drive home um and as i'm driving it up the freeway i'm giving it some gas and i hear it like like making pained noises. It's like going, oh, oh, no. oh. And, I'm like, and I'm like, what, what is this noise? Like what the fuck? And I keep listening again. I'm like, it sounds like something's rattling, but I, it doesn't happen all the time. And when I put it in neutral, it stopped. And I'm like, okay. And I put it in drive and it go again. I'm like, what the fuck? So I thought the trans was like going bad. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So I get it home. And then the next morning on a hunch, I'm like, I should check the oil. And I checked the oil and it had two quarts in the pan had oh, no oil in no. it. And I, was like, and I was like, what the shit? And I like, I checked the oil when I test drove it, and it had oil in it. I didn't really check it because I didn't have a rag, so I just like looked, and I'm like, oh, it has oil. Okay. And I get it home, and it has no oil. And I'm like, well, okay, let me put some oil in it. I put in three quarts of oil before it got to the top fill line. And I'm like, oh, my God. like, How did this shit not explode? <laughs> and I drive it around, and the engine is vibing. No more rattling, nothing. It was totally cool. So it was just, I was riding a high and I was off-roading it. I was, I was, I was trocking the thing. I was jeeping it. I was just, I, every time I took it out, I would just like hit, I would just hit the dirt. No, no matter what. And then I'm driving it up back from Willow Springs from Grid Life, And then the temp gauge just shoots up. And I'm just like, oh, oh that's good. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, like, cool. It's overheating. And I kind of just like run it around, see it when it overheats. And I notice okay, it's when I stop for a minute, it overheats. And then I keep going and it stops overheating. I checked the thermostat. Thermostat is bad. It was, it was, it wouldn't open at 186 degrees or whatever. Um, so I put in a new thermostat vibing for a full day. And then I'm I'm jeeping in the desert and suddenly full red, full red, overheating, bubbling overflow. And I'm like, yep, it exploded. That's it. Head gasket's gone. So it's been parked for like two weeks now. Uh, So like that car is giving me an insane up and down roller coaster and like buyer's guilt i got from like that first day of rattling was just so intense i've never felt it like that before because i've never bought a second car before i've never like had the means to like go on and just have a second car for fun and like i always just felt so bad i'm like oh this is life telling me that i'm wasting my fucking money in that kind of shit right and like i felt it with every car i bought because like most of them pieces of shit like my 335 oh my god when i when i brought that thing home it's like <laughs> i wake up the next morning and i back it up and i see the Exxon Valdez oil. Oh, no. Just oil all over the driveway just just splattered and I'm just like oh oh no and that was I think my first piece I wrote for the site was uh I bought the the 335 I and I ended up driving dad's pizza van and that was that morning and I see the oil I'm like well okay and I hop in the pizza van and I admit defeat just immediately I'm like yep this thing already leaks fucking oil like a sieve Oh, yeah it's so bad yeah it's just like i i have a talent for buying <laughs> shit boxes uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes I, I buy very good cars i
2: i like to pride myself on being very picky and making a good decision i'm i am inside i am an old man i am a i am a a werther's candy in human skin okay Dave, i
0: have a i have a, I have bad news for you you're an old man on the outside now as well <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: yes <laughs>
2: so i like i had an infinity m45 loved it but the cats were going bad on it so it was overheating and that's an engine out thing for for that car so i really? got yes right as good it, it's an amazing car critical flaw right yeah. um wow yeah i know right uh it, so i picked up a lexus ls 460 2008 oh, used private party uh mm-hmm. old man right I, oh, yeah.
1: no, that's
2: a good car though thank you i i brought it home uh <laughs> jacked up the driver's side because i wanted to take a look at what i'm getting into right uh as i'm jacking up the driver's side oil starts pouring out from oh. underneath it right oh. Oh, i man. just got rid of my m45 that the, the the radiator on the M forty five blew on the way to sell it to CarMax. Okay, oh, so I, so I just got rid of it. I'm jacking up the new the new to me Lexus LS four hundred and sixty. Oil pouring out from under it. I'm furiously texting the dude I bought it from. Like yeah, you know, like, like yes, right? <laughs> and he's like, nope. It's it's never leaked out. Like he was a bullshit artist to yeah. the day he dies right so it's like oh, yeah. at some point you just say like well fuck this dude right i'm never that like the energy i'm putting into that isn't worth it right that that buy like that buyer's guilt that like oh what have i fucking gotten myself into because a couple days before that my wife and i test drove one of those uh buick uh not the wagon but the the hatchback buick that's kind of like the new version of a sob right I could have gotten that but right, yeah. I didn't. I had to be the weird old guy car guy. LS460. Right? right? And oh, yeah, thankfully yeah. after a whole bunch of stuff it was the dipstick tube o-ring. That was it.
1: Oh good stuff.
2: A Harbor Freight stuff, o-ring yeah. kit, right? Like so that like that guilt to that elation of finding the problem and it being a cheap <laughs> fix. Like I, I can only take isn't my just, heart. Isn't it just like, right? Just put it in my vein. Yeah, I love that shit. I'm like, right? I love it's it, so and fun. also my heart can only take so many of it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. It's just like, especially LS460. I was like racking my to Like, what could leak? Because that's a great engine. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. That, that one you are 4.6, that's a great engine. Oh, it's like it's brilliant. It, it leaks it. Like, I was trying to rack my brains, it was like, what oh, would leak that aggressively? And it's like, oh, my yeah. well, and you, and you and you
0: figured out too that it was like the 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 tray, like the the bash guard oh, tray, or whatever. yeah, it was like pooled in there, and then when you jacked it up, it all poured out, right?
2: Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, it, yeah. like me, it has a carpeted underside, right? And so, like, it was all pooling up
1: oh, on there. no, it was, it was just, oh Yeah. It was, just like, absorbing. Jeez, God. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. But, you know. The, but, yeah. yeah. The emotions that we experience as car enthusiasts, like, it's just, like, I just got sweaty just thinking about that just now. Like, I, like, yeah, my heart, heart rate heart, legit go, yeah, went up. Yeah,
1: it's sitting like forty feet that way, and <sighs> I'm just like, shit. Like, I right. pull the engine. Like, right. at least it's really easy to yoink the engine. It's probably like an hour, but like, right. Like, that's where I'm at. It's like, I was just, I was gonna off road it and do like a backcountry discovery route in it, but now I'm just like, well, it exploded, and I want a Subaru. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, let me
0: tell you. Let me tell you a story about how a Saab can also have that dichotomy of like. The thing, the idea of what you want it to be, and then the very harsh reality of what it is. Because I just got done with that. Um, I just I had a Saab nine three Turbo X uh, wagon. Wagon. It's um, super rare car. Super cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Horrible, horribly, horribly unreliable, and like. Oh, yeah. Really poorly made. Like just the worst of the world. Like all of the and and I always had this thing too of like whenever anything would break on it or like a piece of trim would fall off, which happened all the time. I would uh I would be like, Oh, that was, GM was in charge of that part. That was the yeah, The Swedes yeah. the Swedes wouldn't have done that.
3: You're right, so, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. GM that was GM that did that. But it it that was our that was my this is how big of a moron I am. Uh that was our family car. I have like uh. two small kids. um and there was a lot of like dad why are we getting a rental car to go camping well
1: oh man that's heartbreaking because
0: you know the other one is gonna leave us stranded and we'll be camping permanently if we don't (laughs) have a rental car
2: so keep so keep your gti have get the sabaru right yeah
1: Yeah. not going anywhere gti is the most strange and roundabout forever car I've ever I never expected to be like, yes, this is the car.
2: Has anyone owned a GTI and said, I'll never own a GTI ever again? No.
1: (laughs) Most people are like, yeah, I've had the Mark 4, the Mark 5, the Mark 6, the Mark 7, the Mark 7. You know, like they've had all of them. And I'm like, I even don't want to upgrade to a Mark 7 for very nerdy reasons, very nerdy reasons. and One of them is that they change from red backlighting to blue backlighting on the buttons and stuff. That's okay. that's terrible, it's a crime. It's a crime.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a slap in as, the face.
1: to be red. And they also, they they omitted those, you know those little like pilot lights they do in the center console, unlike some like Beamers and stuff, my like, Mark uh-huh. 6 has that. And I actually went through the trouble that I thought they weren't bright enough, so I soldered in BMW ones that are much brighter and so I can actually use it at night. I, I love those ambient lights. Yeah, those are yeah, amazing, yeah. I, Ambient lights, fabulous. Even yeah. even the Mercedes nightclubs, I kind of love. There's a part yeah. of me that really loves that. Um, but the Mark Sevens don't have that. And then also, Mark Sevens have a shitty stereo. They have that Panasonic, Fender, terrible, god awful oh. thing. The, the Dyne audio in my Mark Six, fabulous stereo, fabulous stereo, just nice and rich. It's good stuff. This is you know this is the shit I think <laughs> about <laughs> right. my cars, shit Like that, it's like right. it's it's best. Um, but no, that Mark Six, I'm just keeping. There's yeah. no reason for me to sell it. I've already like spent so much time perfecting it, and I'm still working on perfecting it. Like it's just been the mission of removing understeer. Yeah, um, and it's been a very long mission. Like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, there she is. He, yeah. I don't know. She, it's a some. It's a something. It's a GTI. <laughs> uh, where like I just recently put two forty fives on the front. Actually, I just I changed up the tire setup because I used to run um two twenty five. Pilot Supersports in the front and then 225 Pilot Sport AS4s in the back, Michelins. And now I'm, I figured out like, I could fit a 245 uh, 4S on the front, so I did that. And I'm I'm jury still out on how much I like it. It actually understeers more than the 225 Supersport, huh. which is really interesting. So I think I'm gonna try a 245 Super Sport when it comes time to swap tires. Cause I like the steering feel of Super Sports more. This is the granular bullshit I concern with, with my life every day. <laughs>
2: right. right. This is the wake up at 2 AM. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Cause like that's yeah. when my, my goal with the GTI. That was my project to make it feel a way because something I was searching for, tell me when to shut up. Cause this is very boring. <laughs> uh, like the thing I was searching for in a car were the things I couldn't modify into it. And the gti i arrived to that perfectly where suddenly i was sitting low i had a great driving position i had just enough tech i could put a nav in it and i have the center mfd where i have this thing called a polar fist where it actually shows like access port level like uh diagnostic stuff and like readout and it's pretty cool i really enjoy it because it's super oem and i don't have to run an access port um and i have you know had adaptive headlights that kind of stuff like the right of combination of newness and oldness right but right. stuff but and the things i didn't like i could work on like the steering feel which is still not great but a lot better than it was because i did those aluminum s3 knuckles aluminum control arms the uh, white line anti-lift kit and sway bars and all that stuff and that's like my main goal it hasn't been performance it hasn't been like better lap time that's been like getting it to feel a certain way that's right. been my main thing is like just getting it to feel right and make it feel like a lively hot hatch. And it's been like a battle sure. and my favorite so far has been like the super sports in the front. So car still great though. I, am super, it's, I just love driving it around cause it makes me feel proud of what I've done. Cause I actually yeah. genuinely re-engineered it. And then the stop tech big brake kit, that was good stuff. That was a great upgrade. And then I also did this thing called a fluid amper. Um, have you ever heard, ever fluid amper ever heard of that? No. No. So, it replaces your stock crank damper, which is usually just like a tuned rubber ring that like attenuates a certain vibration that'll break your engine basically or is the most vibrating. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually getting that replaced on my Volkswagen right now.
1: Okay. Oh, what do you have? You have a Mark IV, right? The I R32? have a Mark IV
0: R32, yeah.
1: Oh, so they sell one for the R32. Have you bought your your new replacement one yet?
0: I have not. And actually it was, I just brought it in to like get a inspection done because I'm, we're doing a track day at the end of the month. Uh, okay. and, uh, they, they, they found They were like, this is part of our normal inspection. And it started to crack cause it's dry here and
1: it, you cracks. right. Yeah. Well here, here, this is, I can't speak the gospel of this enough. I'm not paid for for by them, by the way. I, in okay. fact, is used preparing, uh, for-
0: I'm preparing to Google
1: yeah it's called a fluid fluid amper so it's just fluid ampr and that's just the name of it um and it's like this thing that replaces the crank damper and instead of just using a rubber tuned rubber ring that only attenuates a certain frequency of vibration and and, and crank harmonics it uses like a silicone fluid something um in the crank damper so it attenuates all vibrations Uh, so it makes the engine smoother but then also frees up horsepower because the engine isn't wasting time like like, uh, with, uh, those... with crank harmonics, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Cause what happens every time a piston fires, the crank flexes a little bit and right. it causes like hanging in it, you know, it hits on it. And what happens with the fluid amper from what I understand, and I know I sound like a spokesperson, but again, I bought it with my own money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it attenuates those vibrations and those, and those, uh, impacts, I guess is what you call it a lot better than a stock rubber damper. And on my car, according to dyno data by moto iq it frees up like 15 horsepower and 15 torque and also extends the life of your engine and also the most incredible thing has been it feels like installed a lightweight flywheel in the car okay like the engine is super it's one insanely smooth because i have like 034 motorsport uh density engine mounts like solid rubber mounts not polyurethane because i'm not a psycho um and it's so smooth but so revvy and light and also it it revs out now like it revs all the way to six grand when it used to just like have a power band up to five so like i i cannot recommend the mod highly enough if Hmm. you can buy it for your cars get a fluid amper because they're incredible for 450 bucks like you can't you you, like you is unbelievable i don't know how much it'll do on a vr6 because that's already a pretty balanced engine but i imagine it'll make it smoother and nicer to rev
0: oh i mean i'll ask i i I'm, i've just found a new like performance vw shot in, okay. in denver so i'll ask him see what they think about yeah. it
1: yeah. give it a shot yeah especially on my especially on my tsi it just transformed the fucking engine like it made the engine like before the engine was a fine now it's like fabulous it's like one of the well great four, turbo four-cylinder it's smooth it's fab i love it like That's anyways awesome, there you go man. there's, there's there's my soapbox uh, with with carbons. It's like the best mod I did out of all the shit I did. Is just getting that damn that dumb fluid damper. It was the best. Nice. Yeah. It's Cool. I oh, will. Awesome. I will
2: petition them to make a one of one for my sob vigen.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So to, <laughs> the friend has a nine forty four turbo an eighty seven. Okay. Um, and and like we're sitting here like how do we scumbag fluid ampere into making one for a 944 turbo which yeah. is an engine that desperately needs it it's a very vibrating giant four cylinder right. um, and it was like i honestly like these these things need to be in everything because they they're just such an unbelievable difference nice. <laughs> there you go yeah. nice.
2: that's there awesome go. Oh. yeah there you go chris we've had an awesome time talking to you tonight man like this is we're so thankful to have you on the show man
1: any uh, anytime, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, this,
0: this was great. We covered a ton of ground. I mean, we started off with sort of like a fairly heady conversation about like gentrification and ended up talking about hyper
2: specific mods for <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> Volkswagen engines. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, a little bit of therapy thrown in there and like, yeah, yeah. you have our show. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah guys, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah. All
2: yeah.
0: right. Well, uh, if if people want to find your writing, they can go to uh, Car Bibles. Yes. Uh, where should people find you elsewhere on the internet? Do you want to uh, plug some of your social media places?
1: Instagram, Twitter is Chris has a camera. Uh, yeah. I don't use my Facebook. I don't know if you find me. Congrats. Uh, but Instagram and Twitter is Chris has a camera. You can see my Twitter is a giant shit post uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's no, no it, it's amazing. This one of you yeah. shooting rollers of the of the Porsche is fantastic. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, that, yeah. I was so happy when those came out well. I was like yeah. I was hyped because I haven't shot in so long. Like you know, what I mean. But anyways, you're you're yeah, a great photographer, incredible. Chris. Yeah, seriously. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Instagram, Chris has a camera, and then shout out to the Car Bible's crew. You know, absolutely. Uh, Peter, Peter Nelson, Kevin Williams, Andrew Collins. Those are all. We're like one of the best crews in auto riding. I love it. Like, this is cool. Like, like we just, we work together well. And then everyone at the drive in Brookline, just amazing yeah. crew. I'm super happy to be there. Um, yeah, guys, it was a good All show. Right,
0: right on. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris, so much again. Uh, Dave, if people enjoyed this, what, what should they do?
2: Absolutely subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, we'd love to see them, even if they're one star. Like that dude last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he wasn't up for our liberal snowflake agenda.
1: <laughs> uh, I just, I listen, go listen to Ben Shapiro. You fucking nerd. Get out
2: of here. <laughs> but yeah, so so do those things. Absolutely follow Chris. Uh, and yeah, thank you, thank you yep. so much.
3: All right,
1: yeah, man.
0: Thanks everybody. We love you. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye.